Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we are getting through the book of Jeremiah, because it's a big, big book. What is it, like 52 chapters in the book of Jeremiah, and we're doing chapter 46, 47, 48. It's actually going to go quicker now, because the chapters are big, but it's it's God telling the prophetic things that are going to happen to certain nations through the prophet Jeremiah. Then he writes it down in scrolls, and then it's read to those nations. And um, you're going to, it's like, it's, there's, the chapters are so big, you're going to have to go back and read it on your own if you want to get details or you want to hear how God is speaking, which obviously you do. Um, so the first chapter 46 is a message to Egypt. This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the nations, concerning Egypt. So he goes into detail um, about basically how Egypt is going to be destroyed in detail. So, I mean, it's really, it, it's a huge chapter and it goes into great detail of how Egypt is going to be destroyed. Um, a day of disaster is coming upon them. Okay. And I am not going to read pieces because either you read the whole thing um, or, oh, wait, I did point out something. Though I completely destroy all the nations among which I scatter you, I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you, but only in due measure. I will not let you go entirely unpunished. So here he's talking to um, it's the end of chapter 46, but he is referring to the Israelites, telling them, oh yeah, verse 27, do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, do not be dismayed, Israel, I will surely save you out of a distant place, your descendants from the land of their ex exile. Jacob will again have peace and security, and no one will make him afraid. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, for I am with you, declares the Lord. Again, hope. God's always giving hope. Though I am completely, though I, I completely destroy all the nations among which I scatter you, I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you, but only in due measure. I will not let you go entirely unpunished. So he just has enduring love for the Israelites, for sure. Even though he allowed, and 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 really Nebuchadnezzar became his servant. Um, because he allowed the king, Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, to take the Israelites captive. Okay, chapter 47 is a message to the Philistines. Um, this is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the Philistines before Pharaoh attacked Gaza. Philistines sounds familiar to... Some have made a correlation between with the Palestines, Philistines. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. You can go digging deeper. But we are all talking about the area of Gaza. Interesting. Mm -hmm. The Lord is about to destroy the Philistines, the remnant from the coast of Kafur. Gaza will shave her head in mourning. Ashkelon will be silenced, you remnant on the plain, how long will you cut 
yourselves. Okay, so the destruction of the Philistines. Then we move on to chapter 48, a message for Moab. So Moab, um, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Um, Woe to Nebo, Nebu, for it will be ruined. Kuriathiam will be disgraced and captured. The strongholds will be disgraced and shattered. Moab will be praised no more. In Heshbon, people will plot her downfall. Come, let us put an end to that nation. Okay. Yep, he's going to destroy Moab. Since you trust in your deeds and riches, you too will be taken captive. And Chemosh will go into exile together with his priests and officials. The destroyer will come. The destroyer will come against every town, and not a town will escape. The valley will be ruined, and the plateau destroyed, because the Lord has spoken. Put salt on Moab, for she will be laid waste. Her towns will become desolate, with no one to live in them. A curse on anyone who is lax in doing the, word, the Lord's work. A curse on anyone who keeps their, word, their sword from bloodshed. So... Obviously, this destruction had to be through people. Somebody is going to actually go and destroy these nations. And at one point, it was King Nebuchadnezzar and his army. Um, Noab, Moab has been at rest from, her, from youth, like wine left in its dregs, not poured from one jar to another. She has not gone into she has not gone into exile, so she tastes as she did, and her aroma is unchanged. But days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will send men who pour from pitchers, and they will pour her out. They will empty her pitchers and smash her jars. Then Moab will be ashamed of Chemosh, Chemosh, as Israel was ashamed when they trusted in Bethel. How can you say we are warriors, men valiant in battle? Moab will be destroyed and her towns invaded. Her finest young man will go down in the slaughter, declares the king, whose name is the Lord Almighty. The fall of Moab is at hand. Her calamity will come quickly. Mourn for her all who live around her, all who know her fame. So, and then I'm still on chapter 48. It's a big chapter. We don't need to read it all, but I'll read just pieces that just sound so elegant, so amazing. Now, all of this is the Lord speaking, so it's definitely worth reading, even if you don't fully understand it, or even if you have questions like, well, why did God do it that way? Um, that's okay. You can have those questions, but it's still worth reading because it's God speaking. Verse 26 Make her drunk, for she has defiled the Lord. Let Moab wallow in her vomit. Let her be an object of ridicule. Was not Israel the object of your ridicule? Was she caught among thieves, that you shake her head in scorn whenever you speak to her? Abandon your towns and dwell among the rocks, you who live in Moab. Verse 29. We have heard of Moab's pride. How great is her arrogance of her insolence, her pride, her conceit, and her haughtiness of her heart. I know her insolence, but it is futile. 
declares the Lord, and her boasts accomplish nothing. So Moab sounds, um, I just have this impression they were just, they had enough wealth, they had enough prestige, they must have just been quite arrogant, thinking that they can just stay out of the punishment, stay out of the battle. The sound of their, okay, the cries will rise. Um, Verse 35, in Moab, I will put an end to those who make offerings on the high places and burn incense to their gods. So just like all the other Israel, Israelite nations, they were worshiping idols, not following God's ways. They needed to be destroyed. And they were doing it in an in a arrogant way. Everybody has their own flavor. But if they're not following God's ways, then they're still against God. So... Everybody has their own flavor of sin. Some, it's about pride and arrogance and stubbornness. And some, it's about drugs and violence. And some, it's about um, making their wealth their God. So everybody has their own flavor and everyone thinks that the way they're doing it is right. But God's saying, no, but you don't understand. You guys are not listening. You're not following my commands. You're putting these things in your life in front of me. And so punishment finally has to come. Consequences, right? And at the very end of chapter 48, God always gives hope. Because he wants, no matter what, he wants his people to repent. No matter what. Even if they get punished, and they have to deal with their consequences of their actions. He, he wants them to have a change of heart always. And he, he, it's like that song, Amazing Grace. And I've heard it a million times. But until you read this book of Jeremiah and you see the redundancy of God crying out for his people and always giving them hope to repent, now I understand what Amazing Grace actually means. Only by reading this book did I fully understand it. Because even here he's saying, verse 47, yet I will restore the fortunes of Moab in days to come. So after all this destruction, if they repent and turn to God, he will restore them. Because a father always yearns for his child, always. And here God is yearning for his people to turn to him and repent for their ways. Um, And so it's a small sentence, yet I will restore the fortunes of Moab in days to come. But it's it's like a string of hope in this prophetic message. Remember, they're reading this to the people. So here you have the Moabs that are actually, this is being read to them. Must have been pretty scary and devastating but that yet God leaves them a string of hope. So there you go, my friends. That was chapter 46, 47, and 48 of Jeremiah. We're so close to the end. Woo, very close. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. Please go back and read it and hear God's voice um, and read it in different versions because obviously this is translated. Um, yeah, but either way, no matter how it was translated, and one might say, well, that's not accurate. Of course it's not accurate. It's hard to go from 
Hebrew to English, but your spirit is going to get exactly what it needs. All right, have a great day, and I shall talk to you soon.